practicing. They'd come over, listen to rehearsals and things. And so we're in there playing, and all of a sudden a fight breaks out with a bunch of uh, bachelorette girls. I don't know, it must have been 10 or 11 of them was fighting with some other girls. I don't know, but it ended up on stage and knocked my mic stand over. And this one of the cymbals on the drums. And I remember just picking the cymbals back up, kept playing. We just, I pulled my mic stand back up, never missed a beat. The intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. Another month has flown by, and we've got another great episode for you this week. And don't you worry, uh, because we're going to take a little break in February, but we'll be back around the middle of the month with brand new episodes and a whole lot more fun coming up. And like I said, we've got a great episode for you this week. Our conversation is with Colton James, as his new EP America just recently dropped. But before all that, it's tasting notes. And with this dropping here at the end of dry January for many, we thought you might enjoy our chat with Becca Gardner, the founder of the non-alcoholic spirits brand Naked Lady. She spoke with us recently on the Hops and Spirits Kentucky podcast. Uh, She's got a lot to talk about and a cool thing to look at. Like I said, as we're in the midst of dry January, wrapping it up for for most. Uh, So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Enjoy. Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here for our Q&A this week, she's the founder of Naked Lady, and she'll explain exactly what that means here in just a second. Please welcome in Becca Gardner. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned that you were in the hospitality industry and you came back to Kentucky to, to launch what is now Naked Lady. What led to the creation of that? And for those that don't know, it's it's spelled or stylized N-K-D-L-D-Y. Yes. Yes. So Naked Lady without the vowels. Um, well, so I, I gave up drinking while I was still working and consulting and my job really was living in hotels, flying several times a week, taking clients out to dinners. And while the decision for me to stop drinking ended up just being a great decision for myself, I, I thought it was going to be something temporary, but it ended up just deciding to stay with it. And, um, you know, it was good for so many reasons, The disadvantage was that I quickly felt so alienated uh, from so many of the experiences I had once loved. I've always been a pretty social person. So whether that's going to bars or restaurants or just, you know, doing random things, there's always drinking involved. And so, you know, this went on for about a year, but then I got to the point I was so frustrated that I just, I knew there had to be a better way. And I actually decided I wanted to leave consulting and I was interviewing for this job in London. And, uh, you know, it, it was my dream job for a lot of reasons, but I was actually more, I was actually more struck by the non-out space in the UK three years ago. And so, you know, I spent almost all of my time in London and I probably spent a month there total going to every bar and restaurant I could to see what non-out options they had. And I just left with this idea that, you know, something like this could also work in the U S and, I ended up kind of, you know, putting the points together where I was like, wait, I grew up along the bourbon trail. I'm, I'm from Kentucky. I'm a lover of spirits. And, you know, maybe this is something where I'm well suited to try, you know, to do something about it. And so it was a couple months before the pandemic. I actually, which ended up being great timing, frankly, I, I left New York, um, moved back in with my parents in Shelbyville, Kentucky to start kind of figuring out what it could look like to create a quote unquote, authentic non-alcoholic spirits company. So, and you know, you, you picked a whiskey, you got a whiskey, a gin and a tequila. Why go with those three? Obviously I know you kind of mentioned being in Kentucky from Kentucky, the whiskey probably had to be a must, but why the, why the other, other two? Yeah. So you're exactly right. And honestly, when I set out to do this, I, it was first and foremost going to be a whiskey. I, I didn't imagine that out of the gate, I would be developing three products, Um, it was actually through a lot of conversations I had with bartenders and prospective customers where I realized that, you know, even though I'm a Kentucky girl and when I think of spirits, I immediately think of whiskey and bourbon. Um, that's not where, you know, a lot of people, you know, would go as their first choice. And so I think with our mission really being 
to make the drinking experience accessible to everyone. We wanted to provide folks with some of those kind of core building blocks of a lot of the most common, you know, cocktails they know and love. And so I think, you know, we started with the gin, the tequila and the whiskey. And I think, you know, we'd eventually love to have like a rum um, and kind of continue to build out those product lines. But these these cover our at least kind of basic bases for now. Well, like you said, it, most cocktails are probably built off of, of those three. And if that's kind of where most would, would go with and and bartenders know know a thing or two uh, about the the drink world and their their customers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I was curious because you mentioned a lot of times, you know, the pro you guys make real booze minus the alcohol. And there's a yeah. bunch of different ways folks have kind of come at this in terms of creating these non-alcoholic spirits. Uh, spirits. How does your process work maybe compared to others? Yeah. So, you know, I think without having a science background, I kind of came into this with this like stubborn resolution that I wanted to make this as real as possible. Um, and so I think from, from the outset, I really wanted to find a way to somehow use real spirits as a part of the base for, for our products. And that was how I learned about the process called vacuum distillation, which is a lot more prevalent in the wine industry. Um, I think people have probably seen these kind of non-alk, de-alked wines where, you know, they actually make uh, a wine and then through vacuum distillation, they remove the ethanol from it. And so, you know, my curiosity was like, would that actually be able to apply to spirits? And the answer is yes, it's, it's a bit more complicated but, um, you know, so we use that process as our starting point. And what we realized through that is, you know, you can make incredible flavors in a lab today. The, the science is so much more sophisticated, but particularly for the whiskey, it's a really tough nut to crack. It is very, very difficult to make an artificial or natural flavor that tastes like what comes out of those barrels. And so, you know, for us, it, it felt necessary if we were really trying to give our customers the best possible product. And, and then, you know, while you were going through, through all this, how, how much fun or, or maybe not fun was it as you were trying to figure out to get those flavors that you wanted? Cause at the end of the day, you can create something that's non-alcoholic, but like you said, people still want to be able to taste things that they're used, used to tasting. To totally. And, and frankly, like, I think part of the reason that we have the other products is because we wanted to offer additional options, but part of it was also because as we were moving along the process to create the whiskey product, we found that it wasn't quite as complicated to perform this process on the tequilas and the gins. And, you know, so I think, um, it was exciting, but it was, it was frustrating. It was challenging. It was definitely more complicated. I don't know how I had an idea of how complicated <laughs> it would be, but you know, it took almost a year for us to figure out the science behind these products and hundreds of tests. Um, cause you know, with vacuum distillation and even just like flavor curation, there are just so many different variables that you can tweak. And so you know, I, I actually started working on the process on my own. And when I kind of realized what my own limitations were, I started looking for other people to kind of pull into the conversation and have, you know, met a lot of really great scientists and formulators along the way. But, you know, for many of them, this is a completely new type of project as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a new category. I think a lot of pe people are excited for the challenge, but it's something that they've ne not necessarily gone after before. So yeah, there's unfortunately not a, a lot of blueprints <laughs> for no, what folks are doing. <laughs> and I like, there's this part of me that loves that, you know, it's like kind of like the wild, wild west. But then in terms of like figuring out timelines and budgets, it, you know, it's sometimes pretty complicated because you, you sometimes frankly just don't know. And, and that, uh, but you know, that is kind of the spirits category. Sometimes you just don't know. And just time is never on, on your, on your, you know, you're just going with time and when things finally do, do taste good. And, and how close do they resemble their their alcoholic counterparts? Because I'm sure that's what a lot of people are always curious about. Yeah. So I think they are, you know, we've gotten feedback that they are the best in the category. And this is a category that is quickly expanding. And I'm sure the science will continue to improve with time. And there will be competitors that really, you know, do present kind of, you know, some competition for us. But I think, you know, that being said, 
there are some differences. Like when you will, you know, have a shot of, of whiskey, for example, it's hard to deny that burn that makes you kind of take pause for a moment. And, you know, because we've removed the ethanol from our products, they just don't have that effect. And we've been able to, you know, extract some different derivatives from peppers and stuff to create a little bit of a heat and a tingle, but, you know, we're also not wanting to overwhelm the drinker with that. And, I'll say that, you know, drinking neat, you can definitely tell the difference because they just don't have the alcohol. But when you are making cocktails, um, they're more or less interchangeable, um, whether it's a margarita or, you know, an old fashioned, they, they stand on their own pretty well in that context. So. Yeah. The, the whiskey is always, always the hardest that, that burn that everyone's quote unquote. Yeah. Wants. <laughs> and, and I think the thing with whiskey, you know, and I, you know, it's interesting because we're, we really have this philosophy of kind of like continuous improvement and we're already working on ways to improve our products, even though we're, we're happy with, we're happy with V1, you know, but I think the thing with whiskey is especially here in Kentucky, people want to drink it neat. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we don't run into that same challenge as much with, with the gin and tequila, you know, people buy those, they expect to put them in cocktails. But I think for folks with, with our whiskey product, like their first inclination is to be like, you know, can I throw an ice cube in it and sip it um, after dinner? And I don't think we're quite there yet, but it certainly is a place we'd like to eventually reach. Uh, Becca, I, I appreciate you, you sharing the story of Naked Lady and I, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. This was great. So thank you so much. Check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hops Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us here for our conversation, he's a man of many talents. And while the interview might have taken place slightly before his EP came out, that is now out for those that are listening to the to the podcast is ep america dropped on january 20th welcome in colton james hey pleasure to be here how you doing i'm good i'm good i i appreciate you hopping on and you know i always like to ask this my first question i mean this is called bar conversations i'm drinking a little rattle and snap tennessee whiskey that i that i uh had had by my side you got anything good tonight or a good go-to drink for you ah uh, i'm having like an orange crush so <laughs> the hard stuff squeeze orange a little vodka a <laughs> little, little something something but uh that's one of my favorite drinks it's one of my one of my favorite places to eat is uh waterman's down in virginia beach my buddy mike standing owns that place they have the best orange crushes and one called ruby red crush but they're it's he even has something called a crush fest he has so <laughs> <laughs> so they know how to do it right down there is what you're telling me oh yeah yeah and and you may have partaked in a few of those. Uh probably a couple hundred. <laughs> a thousand. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how many. I was gonna say, well, when they're good, they're good. And you know, you mentioned being yeah. down at the beach and, and, and you know, I I've you can if you're watching the, the video of the podcast not listening to, you can see he's got his camo on. I gotta ask, if you're not on stage, where are we gonna find you? Is it out on the boat or is it up in the in the deer stand? Well, I think Depends it's going to be a, com- uh, it's a combination <laughs> of all the all kinds of stuff. I love anything outdoors, you know. Some of my greatest memories growing up was going fishing with my dad and my family, you know, inshore and offshore, the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and just some of the things I've seen on the ocean are amazing. And, uh, you know, I love I love the woods and spending time. and written a lot of songs in a tree stand, actually. <laughs> you just find yourself quiet and just thinking about things in life and writing down. But, uh, yeah, I do love the outdoors. You can definitely find me in a boat with a rod in my hand, you know, working on a tan. <laughs> There's a new song. <laughs> I don't I know. Like just, I, just, you know, just hanging out. But me and my family, we do a lot of stuff together in the outdoors, and, and we love it, you know, hunting, fishing, and just uh, work. you can often find a really good uh, bonfire at our farm going on, so it's – you know, a lot of people come over and they say, well, I know Colton's going to have a bonfire about eight or 10 feet tall going. So let's head over there. <laughs> hey, that, I, I, those are some of my favorite memories. Uh, when I came home from college yeah. and a couple, and, you know, come home from break and buddies are having a bonfire out on, on their farm and have a couple of drinks and, and have a good time. I mean, I, I can't, I can't say anything bad about that. 
No, that's 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 it's the only way to go, man. God's going. I was gonna say there's definitely definitely some songs uh, that that can come out of, out of that too, or at least some good memories. And like I said, you're a busy man. I mean, whether it's you're you're on stage, you're performing, you've got business deals, you got a lot of projects going on, including uh, Red Sunset, even with uh, Rick Dawson. How how do you find time for it all? Uh, it's a, that's a really uh, question. That's a lot. It's a <laughs> it's a good one too. You know. Um, first of all, I'll say. Anything you love is never really boring or hard work. I love, I, I'm a, you know, I've always been a mover and shaker ever since I was, you know, a kid and involved in different different things. But, you know, that's that's life. You know, there's so many great things that you can grasp hold of and take hold of. And if you're doing something you love, you know, um, it's uh, it definitely makes the day go by quick when you got so many multi-things going on. But um, I guess I, I was given the gift to do it and, you know, uh, God's behind me, and I believe that in my family. And and uh, if I believe that every day, I think I can do accomplish anything. So that's that's why I do what I do. Well, and I was gonna say you you've got the the red sunset with with Rick. How, how did that come together? Uh, and, and can you talk a little bit about it? Well, that uh, I met Rick Dawson at a uh, charity fundraiser for our Land for Heroes organization in uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, he lives outside Oklahoma City in Edmond, Oklahoma. And uh, long story short, and the short of it, we became, we became really good friends on uh, different multi-levels business-wise and, and talking about different things. But, you know, he was I, was, I remember at my house one day I got a text from him. It was a phrase that says, uh, I miss America I grew up in, or I miss America. And we started, I started thinking about what he had sent me, and I was like, uh, I sat there and started writing some stuff on my phone. And, he said, yeah, I miss America I grew up in where a handshake was a handshake and a friend were a real friend. You know, and I, I started writing some stuff down and I texted to him. He's like, man, he said, that sounds like the beginning of a song. And I said, hey, Rick, you ever wrote a song? And he goes, no, man, he goes, I'm not no writer. <laughs> but I love, you know, he loves words and he loves music. And and uh, I said, well, let's have some fun. I'll come out and write one with you. And, uh, and long story short, we uh, got to his house. Oklahoma. The next day, we got up and went out on the courtyard of his house there in Oklahoma, Edmond, Oklahoma, and, and uh, we were just thinking about um, all the things we love about this country and and things we grew up in and things that mean a lot to Americans. And you know, one of the things I remember is I was I just closed my eyes and I could just uh, remember going to school, you know, and uh, you know, pledge allegiance to you know the flag and and that silent prayer and different things that just kept going through my head and the, the words just came out. Both of us just started writing things we believe in, you know, and the heartbeat of our country, you know, is is the American worker and, and the families. And, you know, it's uh, it's just, a, it, was a, it was a great song that came out. And so we created this song and, and recorded it. And uh, somehow we <laughs> came up with the idea of starting Red Sunset Entertainment, and uh, it's a, there's a lot behind it, more than that, but I say, I say it happened for a reason, and, uh, you know, people meet in life, crossroads, and you don't know why, but you find you find out later in life why, and and uh, he's a fine person, great great business partner. To uh, I'm excited about this label, what we're going to do with it, and the, uh, the amount of... Uh, uh, amount of time and effort that's gone into it so far and the great people that are working already on our team is is amazing to see you know what we put together so far we did sign our first artist her name is Jana Marie she's uh, 23 years old and I'm telling you man uh, amazing amazing talent I cannot wait for the public to hear and you know her dad mom and dad are awesome folks her dad's a 9-11 firefighter survivor and captain of the fire department and me and him have talked and had some great conversation but it's uh going to be interesting to see where her career moves to and you know it's just so many things happened in 2022 and so fast it was like you know it's only you can only think it's just meant to be so but um you know we're 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 out here we're gonna give it all we got we're gonna offer offer our artist you know, a little bit more piece of the pie, I guess, if you will, and 
we're going to kind of structure things a little bit differently than you know most of your big corporate labels and and uh but we definitely uh, have got a great team of people working with us so far but you know that's just one of the things on the plate but you know it's that's that's enough already <laughs> i was gonna say it keep, keeps you busy and i know something that's really near and dear dear to you is the uh you kind of touched on it the, the charity that you kind of met rick at and you're working on the land for heroes lodge you know that's one of the important things you're, you're trying to get get going out there in virginia can you talk about about how that's why that's so important and, and what it does well i'll tell you um it all started with a song years and years ago a song i co-wrote with uh friend John Monakes in Florida and, and uh, a song called Brave Men was a tribute to all of our military and all of our armed forces. Um, long story how that came about, but we put it together, you know, great song. And I started performing for, uh, well, the first time I sang it was in front of a large crowd with Jason Aldean at the Little Creek Amphibious Base and uh, there in Virginia Beach and, and uh, excuse me, Norfolk, Virginia. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, it was it was really heartfelt for me to see the people in the crowd and the response and it was a standing ovation um flags waving i don't know it was 14 to 16,000 people there that night and uh yeah things move you in life and that song and seeing the reaction of people just it just just opened me up to a whole um different way of looking at things i guess you could say about our freedoms and all we do have in this country and you know I started working with a lot of organizations um because of the song and many many you know military organizations and charities across the country um it just opened my eyes of what I could do and uh fast forward a whole lot of other things we came up with the the idea to start land for heroes and uh it's it's a place for Veterans and first responders to come, get away, ease their minds, spend some quality time with people who are like-minded, great food, going to have a music aspect to it. But uh, it's going to be a 15,000-square-foot log lodge designed by Honest Abe Logs, Log Homes right there in Moss, Tennessee. And uh, it's going to be one-of-a-kind facility for people to come to and uh, you know just uh, share some good times together. You know, hunting, fishing, campfires, good food, good music, beautiful place. You know, it's uh, it's humbling to be a part of all this and see it come together. And uh, you know, hope hopefully we hope to start construction just a little bit later on this year. We're getting the land prepped right now. We gotta have some clearing work done, and um, you know, we're settling in on the final details of the prints and uh, the plans, but just amazing the people that are coming um together and 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 hearing about this project and you know i had a program director not too long ago asked me so man what drives you to do all this stuff and i said you know i don't think noah argued with god when he was told to build an ark i just feel that way because it's just a calling in my life to do something i love the outdoors i love music and i love you know cooking and spending time with people and you know, I kind of grew up the whole way of my family, and I was like, you know what, we're going to start our own facility, you know, only one like it in the country, and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to change some lives and make some memories, and our goal, after we uh, get this first one built, is to build three more in key locations across the country, and uh, I believe we're going to do it, I really do, I think it's, I think it's uh, a mission that uh i can see coming to life and i think when you start seeing things really happen and you're 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 holding it and touching it and you you can just uh you know the phone calls and d different things are happening you get ready to start planning you know <laughs> it's like this is really happening it's but, not a uh, dream anymore <laughs> we're work yeah we're working with some great companies we're getting ready to start some uh uh a huge roundup company you know, like a roundup program if you want to donate your change and stuff like that with some really good companies. And uh, we're excited about that for this year. And uh, and, and going to be a part of a lot of events uh, across the country this year with different organizations, and and we're excited about that. But it's, uh, it's 
2023 starting off. Um, fully stocked for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, whether it's the, the land for heroes lodge, you talked about your song, brave men, you know, what, what is it about, you know, veterans, first responders, that whole kind of a special place in your life? Well, all my family was military. Uh, both my grandfathers, um, one of my grandfathers was in the army and the Navy. And, uh, so, um, all my dad's brothers, except for one was in the military. My brother was in the army and, uh, I guess growing up in an area of Southeast Virginia where there is a large military presence, a lot of, uh, you got Norfolk Naval Base here. You have, you know, um, you have the Air Force Base, you've got Coast Guard bases here, you've got this, you know, Army facilities, um, you know, it's just, you know, got Langley Air Force Base, and it's just a lot of presence here, and uh, so, you know, it was, uh, growing up around here, there was a lot of patriotism, uh, you know, military families, and then growing up with a family just that loved, respected, and honored our red, white, and blue and uh, they were, you know, a lot of them have passed away now in my family, but uh, I can tell you one thing, they love this country, and uh, I, I learned a lot of that from them, so. Now, now i got to ask, to, you also have a love all for we music. Have. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, uh, it makes perfect sense, and I also know you got a love for, for music, too, because obviously that's kind of part of the, the, the lodge, and it's an integral part of your life. Where did that love oh, yeah. come from? Oh, music love. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's easy. I mean, I can I can describe that one. <laughs> it's both my grandmothers played piano and organ. Um, you know, one of my grannies on my dad's side was more the honky tonking granny on Sundays. Might have had a little drink and having fun with the family and cooking fried chicken, drinking cold beer. <laughs> that might have been a lot of fun on Sundays. Every Sunday was a get together with. You know, my granny and her and her six sons, her six boys, you know. And can you imagine that family? I mean, it was a lot of us <laughs> that would get together. But, uh, you know, she'd get on there a piano and everybody sing, start singing and have a good time. And I remember my Uncle Jesse, he'd get out a guitar with a big giant cowboy hat and sit there in a rocking chair. I don't even know if he knew what he was playing, but anyway, we, <laughs> you know, that was a whole lot of fun, but... I'll, my granny on my mama's side is an amazing piano or organ player, but she was also a very well-known watercolor artist in our area and did some amazing painting with uh, you know, some of the best around and a lot of seascapes and lighthouses and beaches and you know trees and, and seascapes and things like that and mountain ranges and I, I, it was a lot of paintings, like, from this area in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we would we would sit there on our organ and, and sing different songs. And I remember her working with me on different keys and singing at different levels. And, and you know, it's, it's I think it's really something you're born with, you know. It's, it's you got to, it, it, there's, there's a spark. You know, everybody loves music, but there's a spark in a lot of people that just want to play. Or they either hear notes differently, or they they pick it up quicker. And uh, there was just things that I I picked up on pretty quick. And and uh, as the years went going by, I worked in church, and my mother sang in church a lot. And I worked with uh, worked uh, with a lady for about nine years who went on to work with uh, productions for Walt Disney. So uh, I was uh, I was uh, shown a lot of things early on about growing up with these families and different styles of music. But uh, one thing I remember is those truck rides in that 69 four-wheel drive to the fishing hole, four-by-four, four, pulling a, you know, 16, 17-foot wooden Carolina boat. It was all custom-built with mahogany and, you know, going fishing with my dad and listening to some of the songs that, you know, he listened to all the old country and George Jones, Don Williams, Tom T. Hall, um, uh, I mean, Merle Haggard, all kinds of stuff. Waylon, you know, uh, Tammy Wynette, Ollie Parton, on and on. I was just, uh, 
a lot of those songs for me, and even my dad would say, he's like at a young age, you were just singing with a lot of these songs. And I think that for me, the lyrics, you know, were so relatable because I was around that lifestyle of family and have seen so much of this stuff and, you know, and, and lived it. So that was, <laughs> for me, uh, you know, cool memories too, going fishing and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, when I started playing in honky-tonk bars, you know, 17, 18 years old and getting out there, it's a, it was, it's a whole different, <laughs> a whole different, uh, element there a whole next whole different level yeah but you know i was i was singing in the bar and and uh this guy came in one night and he said he said hey man he goes my name is wayne daniels he said i'm from north carolina he said he said uh i've been around country music i've been playing drums for you know 20 years playing country music and, and southern rock and different things he said but i really think you got a great talent and he said, if you'll let me, I'd like to help you put your first band together. And that's what we did, and we called it the Backroads Band. And uh, we practiced every night, and getting ready for shows, sometimes at 3 in the morning. And uh, good memories, good times. And then it came time for our first gig, and uh, we had a packed house, because a lot of people knew we were practicing, and they'd come over, listen to rehearsals and things, and so we're in there playing, and all of a sudden a fight breaks out with a bunch of uh, bachelorette girls. I don't know, it must have been 10 or 11 of them with some fighting with some other girls, I don't know, but they ended up on stage and knocked my mic stand over and this one of the cymbals on the drums, and I remember just picking the cymbals back up, kept playing. We just I pulled my mic stand back up, never missed a beat, and... uh you know, that's I, I mean, guess if you can play in that, you do, can play so. anywhere, right? <laughs> if you can no, play if there, you live you through anywhere. that, if you live through that for your first gig, you're you're gonna survive anything. Oh man, <laughs> but that was that was something else. But you know, I, all the years of playing the honky tonk bars and clubs, and you know, and then uh, some people that seen me and wanted to help get me to the next level in Nashville. I started working with some folks with Travis Tritt. And uh, a lot of his band members and different things, and started more into the writing, and uh, you know, just kind of finding myself as an artist. And but I wouldn't trade none of it for anything. And so here we are today, doing what we're doing. And I was gonna say, and that's, and and that's making music and loving it. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say, having a lot of fun and, and doing it pretty well. I mean, now, now I got to ask about that that honky tonk granny. You said she's from from West Virginia, like Southern West Virginia, the mountains. Where, where are we talking about in West Virginia? Um, there were. I've heard um, some stories. My <laughs> my, <laughs> my dad was uh, was born on a dirt floor cabin, right out south of Charleston, in Coal Town, Marmette, West Virginia, mm -hmm. up, right. in the, up back up in the hills on a coal camp. So you know where Marmette, West Virginia, is. I, I do because I I, I uh, before I moved to, to Kentucky I, I was living in Beckley West Virginia and my okay. my wife um, I can't remember exactly where but she her dad worked for some of the 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 oil and gas companies up there and they, their offices were not they were based in Charleston but her office that she got to work at for one summer was not not, not there it was out in the country and and uh, yeah, yeah I, I have some. It's a family that still lives in the, the Summersville and Elkins areas up yeah. in the mountains. Interesting. Interesting. That was, here's a, here's a funny story. A couple of years back, we were riding through there, me and my wife, and had a big old jacked up Chevrolet truck, you know, tribute to the Armed Forces wrap all over it. So I, I said, we'll roll into that little town and go up, go up the mountain a little bit, find that little gas station my dad was telling me about. And uh, I was—I wanted to bring him back some river rocks from the creek they used to play in when they were kids. Him and his five brothers. And uh, so we pulled—we, me and my wife pulled up in the, in the gas station, this old old store, and it was cold outside, and the smoke was coming out the chimney. I rolled up inside there, and I said, "I said, how y'all doing?" They said they were in their rocking chairs. Going. They said, 
They said, we're doing pretty good. What can we help you? <laughs> they were like, who, who in the heck is this dude? I said, uh, I'm trying to find my great-great-grandfather grave. And uh, they said, oh, yeah. And they said, they said, what's his name? I said, his name was Hub Stewart. And he could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> they were like, Hub Stewart? <laughs> so evidently he was... Did a lot of shine running back in the day with Hatfields and McCoys <laughs> and some other stuff. I don't know what. And they were like, "Oh, we." He, he goes, "Man," they started talking. And he, he said, "He said, son, he goes, he goes. They moved all them graves down there by the river. Yeah, they had to move the graves like from some road or something like that. But anyway, I talked to them for a while. It was pretty cool. But uh, he said, "Yeah, that creek your daddy, creek. That's what he said. That creek your daddy would have played in was." Right down here, you go down and turn, and and uh, just like my dad described it, uh, the trees are kind of growing over the old big creek, and it's beautiful coming down off the mountain. So me and my wife put her in four-wheel drive a little bit, went up, found a place, and pulled off and hung out there for a minute, took some video and pictures, and I brought him back some rocks. So from the creek you played in when he was a kid, that was a, that was a good time though. I was going to say that. That's one I'm of my sure favorite West Virginia stories. I was going to say, and I'm sure the directions were at the at the, the, the pile of wood, turn left, go down the dirt road if you go. <laughs> yeah, there's you a oak love tree those. with a hollow in it. There's a fence post out there. You'll see a donkey. He's he's half <laughs> half white and half brown. And yep. I don't know. I mean, they come up with a turn left, the old yellow marker, and go up the, you'll see a ribbon on a tree. Don't. Yeah, that's it. I live in the country, so. Most people uh, can never find our house, so it's, we're out in the sticks. <laughs> well, but, uh, I was gonna say you, we like we like it like you, that. I was gonna say you grew grew up in a small town in, in Virginia. I mean, what what impact did that have on it? Because obviously you touched on it. I mean, you're driving around in the in the truck and listening to some of the, I mean, the classics and the legends. I mean, I'm guessing that had a huge impact on you. Oh yeah, I mean. Anybody that grows up in a small town or, you know, you know a lot of folks in the area. and But, uh, I mean, Tidewater, Virginia, where I grew up, was, was pretty large, you know. and um, But, uh, you know, I guess the impact the music had on me, like you were asking, is, is just, the, you know, the lyrics. And I'm a lyric guy. Um, it's, uh, for me, when I, when I write, you know, it's... It's like my grand grandmother said. Uh, she told me one day. She said, "She said a painter paints with a paintbrush, and a songwriter paints with a pen." And she said, "I'll see you paint with a pen one day." And I know you love music, and here I am doing it. So it's a uh, it's a gift that I thank God for every day. It's 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 definitely where I find my peace is writing music, writing lyrics, and songs that mean something to people and you know make their day go by or and change your life or you know open their eyes to something and we got some really cool songs that are going to do that on this new ep and uh i can't wait for everybody to hear it for sure well i, I was gonna say i mean uh, on on the new new ep you, you've you've written you wrote six of the seven songs now I'm 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 curious about the the, the seventh one and it's one i really enjoy 47 acre farm what drew you to that one, since you that was the only one that you weren't a co-writer or a writer on? Well, I tell you, I mean, um, the song was brought to me uh, by by a good friend of mine, and he said, "Hey, man, I know you write a lot of your stuff, and he, he, you know, and and it's uh, I know you write with a, di a lot of different writers." He said, "But he said, man, I really think uh, the song's in your wheelhouse, and and I think you." can nail it and i heard it and kind of just uh really love the lyrics and its story and the energy in it and i kind of grew up in a lot of a lot of the things that happened in that song i kind of you know grew up like that and so for me it, it just resonated with everything that i had lived through you know i mean growing up but uh 47 acre farm i can't wait for people to hear that song um you know it's uh the writers that wrote it um if uh you know they've written a lot of great songs but uh for me I I was glad this one crossed my path 
I was going to say, it, it sounds like it's definitely authentic to you. And I, it's one of my, my favorite um, on, on the EP that, that I got to listen to. And, you know, like you said, your writing process seems to be a lot of experiences, things like that. I mean, is that kind of where you pull from is those experiences or maybe you've got a, a muse, so to speak, like a ring on her finger, you know, writing about some personal topics? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I say, you know, I, I try to describe things that I've lived through or, or who I am or how I feel or what I believe in in the songs I write. And, you know, it's talking about Ring on Her Finger is, uh, um, you know, I wrote it with the late, great Kim Tribble. Um, it's just a heck of a songwriter. It's written a lot of hits and he was a great friend, mentor to me and, you know, produced a lot of songs on me and spent a lot of time and we had a, we had a, it was more than just a writing relationship. I mean, we hunted together, fished together, and hung out and became really good friends. And I mean, me and him were like two peas in a pod, I guess you could say. My wife said the same thing. She goes, y'all are just alike and uh, high energy and like to do a million things and just go after this and smile on our face. So we, me and him just, we were definitely a, uh, uh, we were definitely a good time, both of us <laughs> together, so. But, um, you know, it was the last song I wrote with him. It was the last time I seen him alive, and it was the last songwriting memory I had with him. So it was a, a great, it was a, it's a great song. What a great song, to, a legacy, you know, to leave behind for his family and my, my family one day. And I can honestly say that I married my best friend, and, uh, you know, fellas, uh, when you when you meet that special someone, you got to put a ring on her finger. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, I can't wait. You know, people check it out. The video is already out. You can go to Colton James USA and see the video for "Ring on Her Finger." And um, a good friend of mine, Grant Hart, uh, with Hart, you know, Grant Hart Productions. He's a world class wedding videographer, and you know, and and. Uh, I started thinking about the song. I was like, man, I, I really want to do something special with my wife, Casey. And uh, so we got together with Grant, and I had kind of a vision of what I wanted to do and go down to the uh, beach. We had to go to that little island uh, by boat, by the way. there's no, You can't drive to where we filmed this video. <laughs> so everything was, like, way far away from shore, <laughs> out on this little private, like, island area with the sun going down and, you know, some of our great memories me and her have had together with our family. And so we're out there dancing with the sunset behind us and barefooted and her in a pretty white dress. And I just had a pair of old jeans rolled up with a cowboy hat on, T-shirt. And we kind of just wanted wanted it to be real and show who we are and show our love. And, and uh, man, I'll tell you what, we've had a great response on this song. And uh, excited to see where it's where it's going to take us for sure. I was going to say, especially was it, for wedding season coming up. Yeah. I was going to say it is perfect. If you guys are looking for a song, it's, it's, it's a good one. I was going to say, is it weird though? When you go, go to your wife and go like, Hey, I kind of wrote a song about you. Are you ever nervous to play it for her just in case she's like, Oh, I hate that. <laughs> well, actually, uh, when we, when me and Kim wrote the song, we only had, he was going through a lot of sickness and and uh we you know the day we were writing it we only got like halfway through and then i said hey buddy we didn't finish our song and he said man i'm gonna head on home and not feeling too well too well and he said but i believe i believe in you he goes you finish it he goes we've worked on a lot of stuff together and i remember sitting there at the house a couple of times and you know she'd be doing something in the house and i just it would it would just i'd write a little bit more and she knew I was writing the song, and and it meant a lot to me too. And finally, I went in there one day, and I, she was uh she was sitting there watching a TV show in the other room or something. I said, "I got it, I got it," and uh sat down. I sat down. And I played it for, her, and she's like, "It's great." So, um, you know, you know, I, I tell you, my wife is sometimes my worst critic. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll tell me <laughs> no i love her she's great in the studio kim tribble and all, all the producers i even work with have said man your wife casey's got a great ear and she knows you man you know she's gonna call you out if you're in the studio and you're not killing it or you're not hitting it or you're you know the feeling's not there 
And trust me, every artist that's recorded, you're going to have days where you go in and you go like, I, I, I got to come back in a couple hours or we just move it to tomorrow. You know, I mean, there's always going to be those times. Or you're too tired. I mean, and, she, and she's she's called it out. She's like, hey, she would tell Kim, he's done. You know, or, or you know, I think, you know, I think you can do this with this note here. And she's got a really good ear. So, um, when when Casey said, uh, well, I love it. I think it's good. I think it's job well done. I, I was like, oh, it's complete then. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got the stamp well, of we approval when you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, after you've been together with some somebody, you know, for so long, and I met her when she was 17, and, you know, you grow together. She, she was with me the whole process of, you know, from every level of music that I've been through. So what a journey, you know. And to have this song, to leave behind this video too, one day to our, you know, grandkids, and so it's it's I love I think about stuff like that. So I was gonna say it's it's truly ever everlasting, and it's it's cool to see. And and you talked about working with um with the late uh, Kim Trivel on the record, and you also got to work with Jimmy Nichols. What what does this record kind of mean to you getting to work with them, and especially you know the the last things that that Kim worked on. Well, for me, um, you know, the, from the songs to the new songs to, to Kim Tribble to – and Jimmy Nichols had always worked with even some other songs I'd recorded and on previous projects and things like that. And, and Jimmy kind of just picked up um, and spent a lot of time with me when Kim passed away and, and helped me finish this project. And it's just like I said, I mean, there's so many things that have humbled me last year – from a new partnership to new songs to new people in my life, uh, mix engineers, studio musicians, you know, um, the guy that mixed this uh, EP, Steve Marcantonio, uh, just a legend in mixing records and done a lot for Brooks and Dunn and on and on and on. Uh, so many records you can look him up, but there's people I've, you know, I've, I learned, I, I like to think that I learned from, you know, every day on, things i mean every day is a learning process and you know i, I try to take in what, what what they have to give to me and help that help that you know soak it in let it take me to the next level but um you know jimmy is is great and a lot of fun a lot of fun putting these songs together it's, it's amazing if if you haven't ever been in a recording studio and seen a track or a record being done or you know tracking session you got to check it out for sure well, I was gonna say. I mean, the the album when this episode drops, it'll it'll have come out. What do you what do you tell folks that are like, well, I've I've enjoyed a few things because there there are some 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 damn good song, songs on on the record. Well, I I, I like to uh, you know people that go go get this record and take time to listen to it. First of all, thank you, and uh, songs came from the heart, and uh, they. Uh, they're, they're a story and lyrics of a lot of things in my life that I've lived, how I feel about this country, how I feel about country music fans, and, and just, you know, my family and, and respect for our flag and the hardworking man of this country, the teacher, the farmer, the everyday worker. There's so many things about this record that is for you guys, and I just want you to know that. And I mean, I got a song on there called Richest Man Alive. And uh, I truly am the richest man alive. I got a great family. And uh, I can't wait for y'all to hear that song. It's the, I, I, could, I, I think this is that's my favorite song on the record. Um, maybe it's just because it's so personal. But um, I, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to get the feedback from what folks say. So well, it's um, It's very relatable. I, I feel like because... Like you said, you're telling the stories and you're you're able to share parts of yourself that I think a lot of people can see themselves in in you know those same same thoughts and and same things and 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 that's why I think it's a it's a really good uh, album and folks really need to to check check it out and you know obviously you've got the album out what what else can folks expect from you the rest of 2023? Oh, we're going to be out on the road working real hard, aligning ourselves with a lot of patriotic. Uh, shows and military events uh, for sure we're uh, excited to get our new artist out 
Uh, we're going to be working on a TV show called Real Water Cowboy, uh, bringing things that I love from the ocean and all my past fishing experiences with uh, other music artists and cuisine. And we're going to be filming that and uh, working on each process of each each little project. We got all our teams working on different projects, and you know somehow I'm <laughs> I'm just riding the ride with all of it, you know, man, and just out <laughs> to make a difference. But, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody this. I love life. I, I thank God every day for the gifts that I have and the family and friends and believers and <clears throat> people that work so hard. You know, I mean, look look at, you know, people like yourself take time to interview us and, you know, get, get our music out and, 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 and help us grow, you know, our fans. And, hey, man, I, I thank you. And I thank everybody that does that it's, it's a the music world and business and background and the movers and shakers people wouldn't believe what goes on every day in the music business it's it's a social media everything it's it's giant and i'm just i'm glad to be part of it you only get one ride on this ball of dirt you got to make it your ride <laughs> well you're, you're making it a hell of a ride and, and one that's uh uh fun and exciting and uh colton i I appreciate the time, appreciate the drink, and like I said, folks, you got to check out his EP, America. Colton, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, and uh, everybody, it comes out this Friday, so check it out on all your music platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, these are all kinds of uh, YouTube everywhere, so I think you can find it just about everywhere nowadays, <laughs> so <laughs> these Google searches come up, but we appreciate uh appreciate your time and thank you thank you to all the folks out there to go take a listen to this this record. I think it's gonna put a smile on your face. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks everybody. Bye. <laughs>